All right, hello, everybody. <laughs> I can't even fucking start the pot. This nigga, ever. no, we're not even going to go into that. Yo, what's up, everybody? Wait, are we actually starting? Yeah. Hey, what's actually. up, guys? Welcome to the Off Space. Off Space Podcast, yes, sir. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that was perfect. You gotta, you gotta memorize that one so we can actually use it. Yeah, because we're fucking poor. We don't have a soundboard. Oh, I mean, yo, nice soundboard, dude. When'd you upgrade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what's up, everybody? My name is Chuka. This is the Off Space Podcast. Coming to you live. My name is Ezigo, your favorite co-host with yes. the absolute most. Yes, sir. This is Monday, July 15th. This is episode 26. As it goes, a little mad last week that we didn't do something special for 25. I thought we was going to wait for like 50 Call or 100. Call me fucking sentimental, dude. <laughs> you know, you invest a little bit of time in something. You just want to do it the right way. But it's whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> but, you know, what? let's hop right into the bullshit. How was your last week? I got a lot to say about my last week, so. Well, damn, dude. Uh, this isn't fucking about you right now, man. We can get to you in a second, dude. Jesus. How was your last I'm week, I'm just man? kidding. Uh, honestly, I want to go ahead and, wait, I noticed, before I say anything, I notice I break into a certain type of voice when I do this every time, I'm not going to do that anymore. But yeah, fuck my week, I want to start telling a story about something. <laughs> because I've been, as some people might not know, or some people might have known, I've been in three car accidents now. And I've been in a lot of car accidents to where I've started taking driving. I'm really not, though. I might be careless certain times, but I'm really not ass, so you're not going to go ahead and start that narrative. But, you know, <laughs> keep that one moving. Um... I started to take driving a little bit more seriously and understand the gravity of you're in a high-speed moving vehicle and some of the weird shit I've seen. So within this last week, I've seen a few things with some crazy vehicles that have made me think like, that would be a suck-ass way to go out. So two instances both involved uh, 18-wheeler, semi-tractor-trailer, whatever the fuck you want to call them. So I'm in my own neighborhood. Keep in mind, I'm in my neighborhood making a left on, uh, I guess, an intersection of these two streets, trying to turn out. And for some reason, there's an 18-wheeler in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And it starts turning onto my street. And the thing is, though, it definitely overshoots the turning lane for itself. So it starts turning into the lane that I'm in. And so it's about to hit me. This guy, I guess he doesn't see me. And he just keeps moving forward in my lane, driving on the wrong side of the street. And just keeps on going. So I have to, like, make this quick move, feeling like I'm James Bond reverse. And, like, driving backwards, trying to dodge this dude. Until he finally sees me and gets in his lane. And so, so like, why was an 18-wheeler in our parents' neighborhood? The biggest fucking question here. But at that point, I didn't even have time to get answers on those, bro. I'm fighting for my fucking life. <laughs> fighting for my fucking life. And like a few days later, you know, uh, I'm turning onto the highway. You know, I'm going on the on-ramp to the highway. And a few cars in front of me, another 18-wheeler is turning onto the highway from the other side. And whatever he's, the shipping crate or the container, whatever the fuck he's carrying on the back of his uh, tr- truck falls over sideways and the thing is it's a lane that obviously like multiple cars can merge onto it slowly tapers off but if i was next to him that would have been me flattened under like a like a shipping crate and everyone just keeps driving like that shit's normal like the dude just stops there's still room so people are still driving around him and things like that but if anybody was next to him they were dead we live in atlanta dog like i don't know man i'm just starting to realize like you know for all you young drivers out there or you people that are seasoned drivers really just be safe out here because things happen that sometimes you can't even control it's just like other people are really out here fucking up so just be on your toes and stay defensive you're and then my past week was cool i wasn't even tripping much to be honest i had my highs and lows but once again mental health chuka mental health poppy that's what i'm gonna call myself you know champagne mental (laughs) champagne mental (laughs) we've been working and you know what i've gotten to a 
pretty decent place. I've addressed a lot of insecurities that I, I swore I didn't have. Like, you want to be so cool sometimes. You want to be like, yo, I'm not insecure. I don't view this. I don't fear this, da, da, da. But no, at the end of the day, you're fucking human, you know? And one thing that I really learned this week, which I saw on Oprah's Super Soul, shout out to another pod. And I know I'm 25 years old and I listen to Oprah's podcast like a 90-year-old black woman. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And we go ride through it. Rock, rock. But um, if Obama does, you can. You know what I'm, I'm sure saying? he does. You know, Obama must fuck with the Super Soul. He's going to be on an episode one day. I promise you. But you think Oprah has enough pull to get Obama on the no, pod? No. Do you think Obama has enough pull to get Oprah on the pod? Bro? Damn. Talk don't, your shit, King. Don't do that to Oprah. <laughs> like, she hasn't been out here the queen of media. <laughs> but, um... One thing that was really big for me is um, I was listening to one about an ex-con who murdered someone um, back in the day. And he spent like 19 years in, he spent 19 years in prison. And it, it was going back to your aha moments, which is weird. She called them aha moments. But it was kind of like um, the moments that back in your life you realized when you started to act out. If y'all hear bubbling, we're making some coffee. It's early, so, man. It's, it's, it's not early, but I'm tired. It's early-ish and we're tired. But anyways, it's those moments that when you started to act out and they're little shit that you never really realized. And I thought about one when I became like the popular like class clown type in school. And it was like my parents obviously like a real Nigerian stereotypical. Like my mom was a head nurse and my dad is a pharmacist. And most of my family is just like medical, law, like engineering, like, you know, the very typical, like, you know, fruitful degrees, right? And so that's always kind of what we've been told is what we have to do. And so, I mean, my parents have gotten a lot better about this. Now they just want us to be happy, trust me. But growing up, it was like trying to embed it and instill that shit in us. And I remember one moment, like when I really started to just say fuck school was I was in this advanced art class it was me and like two people because no one else in our school you had to take like some art test and i was decent at drawing at the time she was wonderful she was drawing at like a fucking college level when we were in like third grade or some shit like she was nuts and so like i looked up to her because she was fearless and like a like going for her dreams and like the shit she was looking for so i remember coming back home and trying to tell my parents about like how much I love art and love drawing and love creative shit. Cause I've always been a creative person. If you ask any of my friends, like the things I love speaking on is creativity. The things my brain does is like the economics degree I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Or like finance and math and like the stuff that's the fruitful careers because like, I feel like I have to, which is cool because I found a way to balance that now that I'm older, but it kind of pinpointed why a lot of K through 12 was fucked for me because I came home and I was talking to mom and dad, right? And I show them some of the art that I've drawn in that class and like tell them that I really would love to be an artist, like shit like that. And just, I remember just the fucking slander, just getting shit on. Just uh, like, you want to be hungry, fucking yo, stupid? Ah, like, uh, uh, you will not eat if you do these stupid ass jobs. Like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just sitting there like, damn, nigga, like you're, you're, you're a little kid. So I didn't think about how it affected me back then, but at that point, it was kind of like, fuck, I guess I'm never gonna do what I wanna do. And since then, that kind of has pinpointed why I've always been kind of a pussy when it comes to things I really like doing like I love freestyling I freestyle most of the day I never rap in front of people because it's creative it's not smart you know what I'm saying like whatever I love writing like I've written songs since I was in fucking elementary school I never showed anybody any of this shit you know why it's not fruitful it's not smart it's not something you should do you know and so 
that's just kind of how my life has been balanced and I've st started to unpack that and unlearn these things and hop into shit I like to do while balancing shit I have to do. Because at this point, it's like I'm almost done with this econ degree. And I know that econ is a high yield. So once I get paid, it's like a weird plan, but it's like I'm going to work my 40 hours a week, hustle on the side, doing the things I love to do, whether it be the pod, whether it be um, I don't want to be in the forefront of music. Now I, I figured out that I not everyone has to be on the microphone. Like I'd love to be in the back end of music, like become an exec, A&R, just some sort of position. But you could do like little things on the side, too, and really like you may not be the forefront. It may not be what pays for everything, but it fills your life energy up. Because life energy is you have to do things you love or else you're going to be yeah. miserable. Dude. Even if you find it just a balance and a hobby. It's, I mean, like, not everyone even draw a parallel in the sense of, like, basketball or things. You know, it would have been nice to have, like, height or different things, like, earlier on or, like, people that push you so you could, like, see where potential could have gone. But at the same time, not everyone's supposed to be the Kobe, you know? Not everyone should be the Kobe. Not everyone even can. Like, obviously, that's a, a different cloth of an individual cut from a different breed. But every team has to have a GM. Every team has to have a front office. Exactly. Right? This man, as And that can still fulfill you. I know definitely on one of my bucket lists, I want to be a partial owner of an NBA team. Hopefully my favorite, you know what I'm saying? The Pelicans, you feel me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rings, baby. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, you have to find... I think I was reading this book um, by Jen Sincero called You Are a Badass. And Sincero, yeah. Sincero, Sincero, sorry. Sorry to you, shouts out. One of my favorite authors. But, um... And it was talking about life energy, kind of, like I'm That's describing. It's so beautiful. It's like, no matter what you do, you have to take mental health breaks for the shit you actually like to do or you'll go nuts. So if you work 40 hours a week at, like, like my friend um, DJ, which is my roommate, he was talking about um, people working at, like, hedge funds mm -hmm. and, like, people working high-level finance jobs that will do, like, comedy at night some nights. You know what I'm saying? And they don't get and paid they don't even have time. Shit. First off, they don't even have time. You know what I'm saying? They have to. But they're working 60-hour work weeks. What? And they still, like, this is why, I mean, I'm not going to go too much of a tangent here, but this is why I think that people need to realize when they say, I don't have time for shit. You have time. You just have to find a way yeah. to fit it in. But anyway, it's like... I bought a planner, speaking of which, this week. Hey. Definitely doing better with time management because I realize as somebody who's multi-passionate and I have interest in like like heavy interest in like five things at once and I want to actively be doing these that's almost impossible when you're not like managing your time well like you said because everyone has a time just how are you literally utilizing every hour of your day so for sure and it's just like if someone that works like a 60 hours at like a high stress job like a hedge fund or something like that or the job's coming home with you too you know what I'm saying and they could find that hour every week to go out to a comedy club or an open mic or something like that and really get their life energy full. Some people it's traveling, some people it's drawing, some people it's painting, singing, etc. You have to have fine time to do those things or you will be depressed. You will yeah. be depressed because you just get like a hamster in a wheel doing shit you have to do instead of just letting yourself do stuff you want to do too. That's why I even tell people that are broke. People are like, I can't travel because I'm poor. Dog, you know how cheap it is to travel if you really plan? Like really, really plan. Like Madeline and I... We traveled six months out of last year. We did a different trip each month, and, we're on, and we weren't making a lot of money. It's just like we saved 25 bucks a week, got to the point that we could buy like a cheap plane ticket, 
went to places that we had friends, you know, and we stayed with them. If you don't have friends or you don't have connections like that, there's very cheap hostels. There's online communities where you can find people that'll let you. Yeah. Like, there's ways to. Seems make like people it are really everyone's doing it right now, especially with, like the Europe end of it. Like, I always wonder how you can make cheap sh- trips happen to Europe, but like they're all again like the chocolate scotch cheap flights. What all these like it's, I don't even know like the extent of all these tickets like sites and everything. Like my sister went to fucking Spain for four hundred bucks. You know how cheap yeah. that is, but she just saw the ticket and instantly hopped on it because she realized that was an opportunity for something. She planned months in advance for this shit. Though. You said that she went to Spain for 400 bucks. How many times did she go to Spain, though? That's the thing. She's gone multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, she travels. She travels. She really does take advantage of this cheap shit. She was the one that put us on some game, though, when it came to, like, some mm-hmm. real, real travels. But, um, moving yeah, man. On, though. Moving on. Um, there was a funny story I was going to tell you guys about <laughs> some dude at the fucking, um, my friend's shop that I work at. But I'll get. Oh, <laughs> was it the sweaty dude? No, 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 no. It was some. It was some like nineteen-year-old that called me a pussy over Facetime. Like, long story short, he, they, him and his friends got banned from the shop because they were being retarded, right? Mm-hmm. And they were being dumb. Sorry, we shouldn't use words like that. But they were being dumb, and um, I was a really lax dude. I'm not gonna lie. I know Toro's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna be upset because I went against his rules sometimes. So you put not company. But it's like no, 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 no. No, I definitely don't go into the little details, but um, a couple of them really weren't that annoying. So like when I worked, I would let them back in, you know, like I wasn't tripping. I was like, all right, do what you got to do, like whatever. Until I got like the hammer, like the no, don't let any of these people. So now it's just like, no. Is it disrespectful if I refer to them in a certain group? No, no, no. It is. That's why we're not going to refer to them, even though it is all a group of the same type of people, but we're going to ignore that. And so um, two of their friends were in there and then he called on FaceTime. And like the the kid called on FaceTime and he saw me in there and he was like, bro, next time I see that pussy, blah, 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 just snapping off on me. And I'm older now. I used to always be on green light, always ready to fight, always on some like dumb, reckless shit. But I've grown up. I've gotten older. I've calmed down. But I instantly took a mental note. Like I'm not the type to ever forget mental notes. I took the mental note, remembered his face. I was like, I'll see him eventually. This was like six, seven months ago. (laughs) So then I saw this motherfucker this week. (laughs) And... (laughs) And he comes in and he looks kind of shook because he's by himself. Usually they come in as big crowds. He comes in by himself and he looks kind of shook. And he's, I, I could tell he was praying that I forgot. So this man's, you know, doing his normal thing. I'm checking him out. And then I go, by the way, dog, I remember you called me a pussy. Is there anything you wanted to address now that we're face to face? And this man started sweating. <laughs> this man started fucking shaking, like just shaking. He's like... Um, I'm, I'm, dude, I don't even remember saying some shit like that. I'm like, nah, you remember. I know you remember. I'll describe it to you too. Like I told him exactly which two people were sitting down, who called him on FaceTime. You See, know? Why, why do you even remember this? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because I'm a piece of shit. I may have calmed down a lot, but I, I do have the little petty where I never forget. Like my memory becomes like a fucking elephant when it comes to these shits. So then this man's just like, uh, um, 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 you know what, dog? I just say some stuff sometimes when I get real pissed. You know what I'm saying? When I get mad, I just trip. And then I instant, and then I instantly saw, one, I was never that much of a bitch, but I instantly saw the younger, like on green light, like when you're young and you feel like you always have to fight, you feel like you always have to defend yourself, you feel like you always have to be the biggest man, you know what I'm saying? All that the stupid shit. The thing is though, and I, I don't want to like, inter- I, I want to interject, but I don't want to like, of return course. back to the story, it's just, I don't think I was ever like that. So it's almost hard to relate when I hear people say those at times because it's like I never felt like I had to fight somebody. I was always ready to if like somebody really wanted to fight me because I'm not just going to let myself get beat senseless. That doesn't make sense, you know. I, I've gotten hit in the face. I've gotten like punched before. I don't, I don't like that shit happening. But at the same time, it's like 
I never understood that like you have to you have to kind of almost instigate the situation if uh if someone even slightly disrespects you. Oh, for sure. You were never like that. You were always somebody that it was hard to get your gauge to a hundred, but once you got to a hundred, you were a psychopath. But we're not just gonna we're not gonna go down Sorry. that road right now. But I was always somebody that the slightest fucking you could throw a basketball at me in morning basketball in middle school and I was probably trying to swing <laughs> like on some stupid shit I was bad I know I was bad but I've calmed down a lot shout out to Madalena shout out to my good friends shout out to my brother like people that have really like taught me to just grow up and life because and this is another tangent that we won't go down too far too but it's like some people no matter how much you tell them some shit life has to humble them for them to really learn and I've learned in a lot of situations I was that person you know, I might still that person in some little situations today, which is why my relationship's coming into the best it's ever been, because life had to humble me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I have to be humble, like getting in trouble, etc. But anyway, back to this kid. And so I sat, the store was empty, and I really had a talk with him for like five, ten you minutes. You sat him down like you heard his No, dad. no, no. I really, <laughs> I really, no, no, no. But I really did, I'm not going to lie. I was it's good to have that. Was, I'm proud of you for was, having the conversation. I was, but I was proud of myself on some like OG shit. So I looked at him and I was like, look, dog, I'm going to be real with you. If you were in the store at that time and you were snapping on me like that, I would have beat the dog shit out of you. you. And really, I want to slap you now. But I'm going to be honest with you and I'm just going to tell you something for the future that you need to remember. You may not run into a me that's willing to have a conversation with you. Like you may run into somebody. You never know where people are. That's why I try to mm -hmm. tell kids like the ice cream licking and just like so many other instances where you need to realize there are repercussions for their, your actions. And all of those times I got into fights, I, it was dumb, but in my head, I was ready to die about that shit. Like I knew that I was, I was on go and I was ready. So I wanted to just prep his mindset to be like, look, whatever you do, whoever you say pussy to, Whoever you say suck my dick to. Whoever you, you say know, this nut like, well, Who's going to yeah, pop off you don't, that way? You don't know if his girlfriend just broke up with him. You don't know if his parent just died. You don't know if some bad shit just happened to where he is ready to pick up a crowbar and beat the shit out of you. And if you are ready for that, continue doing what you're doing. But if not, you need to start thinking you a little bit. Tone down. You know what I'm saying? You need to start thinking a little bit before you say shit, before life gets you into those bad situations. And I feel like this is a good lesson to go ahead and just put everybody on game two for a little bit because i was funny enough i was talking to my little sister about this the other day and i don't remember how the conversation led up to it but it was essentially people talking shit but expecting nothing to happen and i understand that vast majority of the population is really not going to follow up if you say things to them and they really will like try and back down or avoid the fight and things like that for better or worse whether they're afraid or whether they're just disciplined or whatever their reasoning could be they'll avoid the fight but you don't know that for everybody. And so you don't know if you're walking up to that 1%. You don't know if you're walking up to that 5%, whatever. Exactly. That's really willing and ready to pop off on you for saying something stupid. Like you can go ahead and, you know, say one little remark that you think is somewhat funny. And then all of a sudden you're fighting an MMA fighter. You know what I'm saying? And you also don't know what these niggas do for their, on their spare time. Exactly. That's why it's just like you need to think before you act and you need to realize that not, not all situations need to come to violence. So you need to remember to calm down sometimes and really think before you say shit. That's one thing that even though I was always on green light, I was reactively on green light though. Mm -hmm. Because all I, I always had older friends and I always had people that like taught me 
to be ready to die about, and I know that sounds extreme, but sincerely, be able to die about the words that come out of your mouth. If it, if it, words comes, are powerful. They're powerful. If you say something you and it's just a real joke, you know, be ready for whatever reaction that joke may bring. And so, like, I've never been the type mm-hmm. to like run up on someone and call them a pussy, like telling them suck my dick, like all that kind of shit. No, if I said that shit to you, I was ready for you to swing at me. Even friends to an extent, because I had to learn that painfully. Like, shouts out to Brandon, to be honest, because that's like a pivotal fight I've had in my life where I really like, you know, you don't, you look back on certain things, you're like, <laughs> you are a different man after, you know what I'm saying? And at that point, I learned, even with your friends or whatever, like, certain things hit people differently. So, if there's a situation that you can't back out of, too, because I will definitely say shit knowing that I can't back out of it and I might have to fight somebody. But at the same time, I'm not a kid anymore. So I don't say that as much unless I'm talking to my friends about even that to an extent because this friend, I tried that shit. I tried that shit for years. In our 12th grade year, he said he had it up and tried to fight me in class. I decided to defuse it. We set it up a match for like a month later or whatever and I had time to train. Never fucking trained. Came back and fought a dude who's like a black belt. Does MMA and shit on his free time and all that. And really like put up more of a fight than I thought, but at the end of the day, you know what was going to happen, <laughs> you know? And that's, you You really have to start, you know, paying attention to certain things, but... And I've done that shit for a lot of my friends, to be honest. Like, to be real, my favorite example was Bobby. And I know Bobby listens to the podcast sometimes, so he might hear this. Bobby used to be the most annoying shit ever to me. And I loved him, though, because that's the homie, but he would always pick at me. And then one day, we were sitting at fucking, I think, Taco Mac in Petrie City. And then I was like, Bobby, if you do this one more time, I'm about to stick you. And he just thought he was joking. He's like, her, her, you know, just fucking Bobby. <laughs> you had to make him sound like that? Yeah, so he fucking, he fucking does it again. And I instantly, it was so reactive, instantly punched him in the chest. He's never been that annoying again. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got... Some, just like I said, life has to teach people sometimes. Because he looked like a lost puppy when I hit him. A different just, man than he was before. Just yeah. like, I did not know this nigga was actually going to hit me. He starts picking notes. People, people are about this shit. You might pick the wrong one. All right. So, I mean, speaking of fights, though, since we've talked about this shit for a minute. Actually, you want to do the music? I mean, music leads into Rocky. So we could talk about the Rocky shit first. We could talk about the Rocky shit after the music. Really, there wasn't much music to round up this week. Um... My heat check for the week, we didn't even think about heat checks, which is crazy. Ugh, I don't know if I even have one. Actually, I do, and I don't know if I'm like just late to the party, but I'll mention mm, that. Just go ahead and let it fly. Uh, I might be stupid late to the party, but I heard a song that I, sounded exactly like some songs I listened to back when I was like 19, 20, and it, it definitely hit a place to where I was vibing with it. I don't know how much I could relate to it now, but it was still pretty cool, so Infatuated by Jesus Huncho was a nice little vibe, but... okay. I'll pass it off to you, my man. And then my heat, the people. my heat check for the week is definitely going to be off of the Blood Orange project. I think it's going to be... This, since that was my favorite project for the week... Wait, go back. I think it's like the, the only project that I listened to for the week. It's called Angel's Pulse, the project, by the way. It's an alternative project. I searched the wrong one because I was like, I know you told me about this, but I was like, this doesn't sound like what I think Chico was trying oh, no, to tell this is, this is music you'll love, trust me. And I think this is some shit Madalena would love too or just like a bunch of my friends. But it's called Dark and Handsome is a song I really fuck with with Toro Imoy. And just music that came out this week that I think is noticeable um crit is here crit's uh, one of crit's projects came out i think you should never you should never you should never sleep on crit projects and so it's always worth a listen i don't think it was as good as his last one but his last one was a classic to me like he put out his best project ever wait first off i want you to go ahead and say something because i feel like a lot of people listening may not be you know and 
hip hop listeners with intent like that. They really want to learn a lot about culture and things like that. Or, so a lot of people might not know Big Crit. How would you describe his sound to people who might want to give him a chance? Big Crit, um, it's like you, he really kicks knowledge. He always tries to like teach you through his rhymes. He does have some of that turn up stuff, but it's like it's more like Southern, you know, because he's really Southern and he keeps to his roots. Like he's from Mississippi. So he really is one of my favorite personal Southern rappers, period, like period in this game. Actually, one of my favorite rappers. I love his music. And if you love like the I'm going to smoke and sit in the room and just like really be introspective and think type music, Crit's got something for you. You know what I'm saying? Like that man will really like car rides great for, you know, just like good music to sit and think and sit and really intake all of the shit he's kicking because all of the knowledge he's putting out. Okay. And then there was a Blood Orange project this week too. I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm sorry, but it was an indie rock project that it was by Crew and Bin or whatever. It's K H R U A N G B I N. My boy Shad put me on to that. Should go nuts. So I would definitely listen to that too if you have time. There was other projects and things that I don't came know, out this like week. When that Ed Sheeran project dropped, but a I'm not gonna say I listened to the whole thing because I didn't. But the one song I did listen to was pretty nice uh his song featuring her ed sheeran's on time i don't out. want your money ed sheeran's on timeout for me ed sheeran why is he on timeout? Ed, ed let's Sh entertain him why the fuck is he on time ed sheeran's out? an artist that i've loved for so long and i've been ed high for a minute and i've definitely gone to bat for him and i know trust me i understand the kid in you wants to do certain things trust me but i've never seen a song i wanted to just delete from dsp so fast as to when he put out a song with eminem and 50 cent in 2019 so people team up with eminem they're on timeout now for you <laughs> so you just want eminem to be blackballed from the industry <laughs> no i don't want eminem to be blackballed because he's a legend all right it's just like i don't need artists i like to go <laughs> you want more logic class with eminem yeah no, lo more. logic and fucking um what is his name the one with the j uh, Joyner Lucas, Lucas can collab with if Eminem. If Tory Lanez did a collab with Eminem, how would you feel? Is Tory I'm going to be real with you. I fuck with Tory Lanez's music, but I don't check for Tory I knew Lanez's. it. I knew I it. I feel like you wouldn't even mind. I let that music come whenever it comes. So if he did uh, if he get, if he he get, did a collab with um, Eminem, I just wouldn't listen to it. You see, you got to release that hate from your heart, brother. You disappointed me too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm checking for his music. But if it's there and I listen to it, I'll I'll give it a real listen to. Till I collapse, I'm feeling these raps to the day that I drop. Yeah, bro. Real, real music. Riggity schmiggity. Oh, speaking of riggity schmiggity, Ezgo has a little bit of a, a rant he wants to go on about us giving love. Like, the thing is, though, bro, Ezgo. I can't go into this. I'll, I'll, I'll give a base on it, but. Ezgo, I want you to be real with yourself. I want you to be real with yourself, okay? Nasir Jones. Nas, Okay. That's one of my favorite rappers ever. Nas is a legend. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time. He's put out fire projects up until, in fire verses up until this year. So he's even never really had like a huge fall off. He's had some misses, don't get me wrong. Like that Nas project with um, Nasir with the Kanye 7 song shit, that ain't it, Chief. But he still is pretty consistent. Like I understand letting- sound old. No, no, no. I let, sound fucking no, old. No, no, no. I, I understand letting legends go if they've been inconsistent for a while, but he stayed consistent. Like I understand, I used the Jay-Z comparison, but Hope stayed consistent. Magna Carta is the only bad Jay-Z project to me. But that being said, hold on, let me just play you guys the instrumental. Let me play you guys the instrumental. First. Nah, nah, you need All right, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. 
This nigga gave us the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean type beat as the single for the Lost Tapes. The Lost Tapes, when he had acts like Pete Rock, Swizz Beats, like he has nothing but legendary producers producing 99% of it. And the one song that is made, I don't even know who produced that one. I'm going to be real. I need to check the credits on that. And that is my bad. We are not a fucking the hip hop know-it-alls. So we don't know every single bit. So I don't want y'all to use us as the fact checkers. But that being said, this is the song you chose as the single. Melody, schmelody, I'm a dummy, 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 and a Look, so basically, I'm gonna give you my thought process. This nigga played the Dragon Tales B sides for us. <laughs> it was not that bad. It wasn't good, but it was not that bad. His his flow wasn't like a nine. His flow was also not a one. The beat was definitely not the one you're making it out to be. It was a solid four this or five. This nigga played the Cyber Chase B sides, bro. He played. Bro, you're not gonna disrespect Cyber Chase like that. Not about to disrespect a monumental card. Bro, these niggas really sent him the Cyber Chase soundtrack as a joke, and he went straight to the studio. He said, oh, I'm vibing with this. What is this? That's how I know he's old, too. But it's like, I thought the track was very average. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie. I'm not expecting anything from Nas right now. You hear Nas and a bunch of legendary producers and you don't expect something? No, Chuka, because it's 2019. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't the early 2000s. This is like 90 shit. I'm not expecting anything from Nas right now. <laughs> I'm expecting him to continue doing what he's doing because that's a passion of his. But it's not going to hold a lot of stock into what I'm taking for account. The artists that drop things right now that I expect something from... Or a Drake, you know what I'm saying? Even a Jay-Z, like you were talking about earlier, can drop something and I'm still expecting from him, you know? I'm still expecting, like, first off, you shouldn't even expect from certain artists. And I know we hold legends to such a high a high caliber, like, they have to consistently be putting out hit makers. They have to consistently been hitting with that one, two. No, dog. You're not expecting shit from Eminem anymore. Don't expect shit from Nas. Bro, there's a bunch of artists over 40, though, that are still putting out fire. And they are. But are you expecting that they are doing this? Yes. You're happy to see it, yes. but are you expecting? I'm expecting Styles P to put out fire. Are you, are you, I'm wait, expecting Jada Kiss to put out fire. Do you expect people to ever fall off? Not if they're that talented. If you're remaining that consistent, trust me, I give a buffer for falling off. But it's like, I expect a little string of consistency that let us know, oh, he's out of here. Bro, Picasso you know what I'm fell saying? Off. Like, I'm, I'm expecting these niggas to be like fucking um, Mozart fell off. Shaq on the Celtics. To where you, re you really see the decline and you know that's the end. But it's just like, if you consistently put out good music and good art, and then randomly it's, Melody, Schmelody, I'm on Cyber Chase going through the... <laughs> but is, what, what is art, you know? And what is in like athleticism? Oh, here we go. This nigga. First off, I'm taking a theater class right now, so you know I'm a changed man. I just want everybody to know whoever whoever was sleep on me before I'm upgraded. Don't try and come around now. But anyway, uh, we're trying to compare athleticism with a clear fall off to art that could just happen at any moment because it's how much you connect with it and what they're making. So obviously, so you're not expecting Nas and Pete Rock to put out a fire pro a fire song. Um, like I said before, I'm not expecting anything with Nas to have. I'm, it's not like I'm expecting him to do bad, so I don't want that to be what it is. But I'm not expecting anything from him. But I'm also a little bit younger, so I was never expecting anything from him in the first place. So that I just I just heard good music and that was cool, but I wasn't like it wasn't like I was here on drops and shit. Like oh, I gotta be listening to this. So I feel like that's probably where the disconnect comes from. But it's also 2019, so those are most listeners right now. <laughs> so you're also just fucking old. But <laughs> I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just like you know what? You know, fuck this. This nigga's stupid. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on to fucking, let's continue the ASAP Rocky thing, man. It's just like, first off, I saw pictures of uh, 
Swedish prisons. Were those really prisons or were those or dorms that somebody was trying to get retweeted? Those look like resorts, bro. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't believe No that. no no, but it might be Swedish prisons. Like, but do we know? Did anyone fact it's like, that? Shit? But then I saw somewhere it's just like no one gets locked up in Sweden anymore though. So what if they really still got prisons from like the fucking like thirties? Like this nigga really got the fucking wild wild west like beating on the chains. Like <laughs> that could be what it I'm I'm not convinced, but go on. <laughs> but um I don't know. I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, a lot of people have been... It's been like a back and forth on the internet for the past week of the Rocky situation because of what Rocky said around the time of Ferguson. And I'm definitely paraphrasing here. I'm not going to give you the exact quote, even though we're a podcast that should probably be prepared and have the exact quote. But that being said, he said something along the lines of... Um, he doesn't want to talk about Ferguson. He doesn't want to talk about these black on black crimes or whatever, because that happened in Ferguson. He said, I want to talk about my drugs. I want to talk about the women. I want to talk about the women that inspire my music. I want to talk about my music. And I want to talk about like Soho and the Hills. Oh, so people were talking about like how his places. music wasn't talking and, about Ferguson. Yeah, and how he was and how he was saying he doesn't care about talking about black on black crime and shit like that, basically. He said, I'm always black, so I'm not tripping like blah blah blah. Whatever. And so a lot of people are, and a lot of people are saying, huh, you didn't care about talking about black on black crime. And you were talking about you being in Soho in the Hills, but now, um, I'm not black on black crime, but marginalization and, you know, crimes against black people. Sorry, let me correct myself. But now you're seeing people not give a fuck about you because you're black and locked up overseas. So I'm just going to continue to not give a fuck about you because I'm not from Sweden. So I don't want to talk about what goes on over there. Dude, first off, I'm tired of this. First off, I like, that look, in the black community, there's this thing that we do, mm-hmm. like just throughout time or whatever and it seems like we will never let it up we're so hard on. And let me let me give let me give a preface here this is going to be a good pod this is going to be a pod that might go on a little longer just because of the fact that niggas are going to get to talk in this podcast we're about to kick our shit so sorry in advance i feel like the black community (laughs) is so hard on their own people when it comes to i guess perceptions that aren't shared throughout the whole community like obviously people are going to have differing opinions and first you want to hear where they come from so that you can a have a conversation to make them better understand your point of view but as soon as somebody fucks up in a way that you don't like you want to cast them uh cast them out and just literally see them fail and see them like go through extreme hardships white people don't do that shit like white people will see like their fellow white person fucking up they'll be a little bit like dissatisfied with it you know Obviously, sure, they're discontent, but they'll come to a mutual understanding or at least try and uplift each other and, like, make the, like, make the commonwealth, like, literally go up, you know? We just shit on each other. <laughs> Which <laughs> like, is the truth, though. And, it's, and it, this goes deeper because it goes into, like, black-on-black crime even. Like, black people are ruthless to each other. And when are we going to stop that shit and literally just want, feel compassion for each other and, like, our hardships and just want each other to prosper? That's my main thing. It's like, at the end of the day, I think you should take everything on a situation base by base basis. I said base by base basis. That's nuts. Anyways, yeah, that's it's kind just, of a bar right it's there. just a. But you, it's just like base base. May, I'm not saying yes. I I'm I'm not saying go into like the levels of super compassion compassion where you're trying to feel for like a rapist and like a pedophile like a R Kelly. Like there's a lot of people that are on the super compassion tip where they're like, oh, shout out my nigga got arrested finally fed case got no nah, we're not we're not, we, talking we're not gonna skip right it now. over right now we're gonna get to that eventually but finally let it ring let it ring that nigga's gone again but um 
Um, but people get to the, people are on either extremes, it seems like, in the black community. A lot of people. Like, we're more middle of two when we pick base-by-base base situations. But it's like, some people either have too much compassion, where it's like, I'm going to feel for someone, like an R. Kelly, and like, hope, and like, obviously you hope for the best for everyone. I hope mm -hmm. for the best for murderers, killers, everybody. But at the end of the day, if you're a piece of shit, I think you deserve the treatment of a piece of shit. Yeah, so I'm going to stand on that. But some people are like, no, he just needs help, he just needs this. But like, a ASAP Rocky situation, it's like... Hopefully I, you can find redemption in jail for R. Kelly, but like on the ASAP shit. Like mine that. is just more of like, when are we going to start just having compassion in, in general? general yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yes, I don't agree at all with what he said in 2014. I think he sounded like a fucking dumbass. That nigga sounded retarded. I, I think Rocky's a dope person. Don't get me wrong. And I shouldn't have to preface that, but I know some people take things too personally. But I think some dope people can say retarded stuff. Some people say stupid ass shit. And so, yes, he sounded stupid as fuck. So we're not going to skim over that. But that being said, just like I said, some people have to learn by life. He, he probably, I, I can almost bet you now when he gets out, he's going to feel for people that got treated unfairly, mm -hmm. you know, because he got treated fucking unfairly because he didn't he was probably just jaded. He was defending himself and he was just jaded, just like with the Kanye situation. I was so disappointed in Kanye last year and all of this shit. But after a while, he even came out and he noticed that all of the really extreme Republicans and the Trump supporters, et cetera, were just using him. Because mm -hmm. some people are just jaded because of the fact that they've been so disconnected for so long from what's actually going on that they don't see the issues anymore. Mm -hmm. They think that people are just crying wolf. And those people, unfortunately, life has to humble you. You have to look like a dumbass for things to go right for you. But even with that, isn't that perfect? Because when they do get humbled or they do come around to where they can see the other side's views and like maybe how they're fucking up, isn't it good not to go ahead and, you know, just throw those people away because those are some people that can be your biggest fighters in like the war that you're trying to have for change. You exactly. Know? Like Kanye West is an extremely powerful and uh, influential like human being. Why would we just go ahead and throw him away because he was fucking up at a point instead of just understanding why, how he was and just hoping that he'd come around to where he is now that you can maybe like go ahead and have him work with you. ASAP Rocky even, you know what I'm saying? ASAP Rocky at a point was the, was at like the top of pop culture and stuff for a generation, you know what I'm saying? Influencing kids of all races and colors, all these, whatever, like in how they dress, how they act, what they wanted to do and be. And like, that's the type of person that has like insane reach, even though he's kind of falling off now, that music's kind of woo, but, but even we're like, not gonna get there. Going like a bitter side though. And if we turn it against all of these people that are fighting Rocky, right? Like, look, what if life is trying to teach him, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's finally seeing the unfair treatment, etc. And then he gets out and he still doesn't feel like speaking out because half of the people that are speaking out are shitting on him, mm -hmm. you know? So what if you're blocking a blessing of having an ally that has that reach, that has that power? And the worst is, what if you end up with the lack of compassion and just shitting on these individuals creating like a Hitler or something? Because do you think these individuals just pop out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Like these were built by something. For sure. And I feel like that they're built by hate. And so and that's why on the Rocky situation, we're going to move on. But all I've got to say myself to finish that up is, I mean, we're praying for him. I hope that justice does, you know, get served and that this man really does learn from his actions. Learn, learn the learn compassion for others, you know, learn to view things from a different light because yes all black people are tired of speaking about the marginalization all black people are tired of talking about all of the bullshit that happens but guess what this shit is still happening so i'll be damned if i stop speaking
Exactly. Sorry. Like, uh, you think I wake up in the morning wanted to be a fucking social justice warrior, like walking around talking about this shit all the time? No, but it's like, if this, if my brothers and sisters are still dying all over the United States because they weren't fortunate enough to be in a parent, in a family where their dad's a doctor and their mom's a nurse like mine was, so that I look, got looked at a little bit differently in society, then I feel like it is my responsibility as someone that was more on the fortunate end to speak up for those that weren't. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. We'll move on to the, since we're speaking on arrest, we'll move on to the R. Kelly situation. Look, look, look. Uh-oh. Um, the R. Kelly situation, okay, you know what? What I'm about to say is going to pivot from that. So, you know, I'll let you get your shit off, because I know you're a little bit more passionate about, like, you know, talking on this. But I do want to tie something back into this, because I know it's going to even segue again. So, I'm not even going to get into it yet. What are your thoughts on it, man? Um... I don't, I didn't even want to say much, to be honest, I didn't even want to spend, uh, believe it or not, I didn't even want to spend much time on the R. Kelly shit because, hey, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like some, you know how people bring up bad shit? Was he arrested, arrested, or is he like, no, he's arrested, no, 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 the, the, the Fed came through this time, it was just like, bang, your door's open, like, uh, the Air Force, Fed, like, everybody <laughs> came through, they were like, we got him, <laughs> like, he's gone, early in the morning, like, yeah, he's gone, early in the morning, <laughs> but anyways, but, um, I didn't want to say much because it's kind of like, People talk about, like, the general populace at this point has accepted that Christopher Columbus was fucked, right? Mm -hmm. The general the general populace has ex accepted the fact that most of our forefathers were kind of fucked, mm -hmm. right? It's been 20 years of everyone knowing he was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Niggas saw him pee on a little girl in the early late 90s, early 2000s. Whole ass video You know what I'm saying? Whole video footage that was going around the bootleg in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody saw that shit. So it's like, there's not much to say that hasn't already been said. The only thing that I think is that the timing is a little funny for me because they could have been put this nigga up That's for the past five or ten years. And then right now, as all of this Epstein stuff has started to bubble up in society, now is the time to take R. Kelly down so that everyone's view shifts from the Epstein shit to R. Kelly. I think it's funny, but I mean, maybe I'm just a tinfoil theorist. Who knows? Look. I don't think usually... Epstein, a billionaire, has fucking or mil multi-million, but he's also managing a bi over billion dollars worth of assets. Has like a ring of like literally had like a ring of underage girls. Like this motherfucker was a weird. His mugshot in two thousand and six for sex trafficking was him smiling. That's fucked. And he just got rearrested. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like this is his first arrest, bro. He's been through the system, bro. Felons, if they miss. He one, did time. If, if felons miss one parole check-in, they will have people at their door come and pick them up and take them to Rikers Island, you know, if we're using New York as an example, mm -hmm. because that's where Epstein is, or just, like, take them to the federal prison wherever they are, right? Mm -hmm. Epstein hasn't done a check-in since 2011. This is what money does for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that just goes into what I was talking with my friends about the other day. People with money have very different rules. You think that you think that Epstein is the only one. You, if you look into the Epstein stuff, you will be very saddened by the string of his friends. There's a lot of people that are potentially connected to all of this drug trafficking, and they do it for play. Mm -hmm. Like it's their playtime because they're just bored billionaires. So I'm the type of person that likes to assume the best in individuals, corporations, whatever the entity might be, until like they prove otherwise. But I'm not like so naive to believe that people with a lot of power and influence aren't aren't probably like you know skating the rules a little bit more than they should be because obviously when you get to the position that you're influential enough and powerful enough that the government relies on you and the world relies on you when it comes to factors like the market and whatnot to where you can move a little bit more freely because 
you know, people are dependent on you so that at that point, it's just up to you whether you want to have like a follow a code of ethics and not dabble in things that are illegal or not. But I know this kind of segues into the next point, but literally the other day, um, the U.S. just uh, did one of the largest drug busts in history in Philadelphia, and they confiscated 20 tons of coke. That's 20 tons. 20 tons. Let's break that down. <laughs> 20 tons. A ton is 2,000 pounds. So 20 times 2,000 pounds of cocaine off of a cargo ship that was owned by J.P. Morgan. <laughs> It's just like, I like how JP Morgan, one of the biggest banks in the US, in the world. I love situations like this only because of Ezigo, and I love them for Ezigo because, and I will point it out, because I always talk about the the Batman Iron Man, like the Batman Iron Man, the Tony Stark fucking Bruce Wayne shit with me and you. How we both always want the good, the general good, but I come from a darker side of it, and you come from more of a light, right? And I've never in my life not assumed that all of the biggest corporations are doing fuck shit ever in my life. I've always just had that as just factored in period. That's a variable I've accepted because of the fact that A, a lot of this shit has a paper trail, but B, one of the biggest drug traffickers in cocaine movers in the state of Georgia was the federal prison system. And that was because of the fact that you would see the warden. I don't know who the highest person in the prison is. I always forget the name of that. But this man will jump out of a... There's no way that his salary allows him to jump out of a $200,000 car with the snakeskin boots and, like, the cowboy hat. Like, come on now. He looks like a cartel leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he move like one, you act like one. I'm not trying to call a spade a spade, but I am. It's like... I don't, and we don't even want to just immediately jump the gun. Let me, let me put something into perspective for y'all. You know... When you own something or you're a business company, you tend to know what goes on with it. But I know while you're operating and with other people or letting things be used by other individuals, things like that, you still have to get cleared because at the end of the day, there's a lot of different laws and stuff that you have to adhere to and guidelines. So you don't want to get caught up with the government. Especially with shipping. Yeah. And so when 20 tons of cocaine ends up on a boat that you own you don't that doesn't accidentally happen and so i, I don't know like if these niggas just all of a sudden turn turn their head to the side and somebody snuck it on you know what i'm saying that might be the greatest smuggler i've ever seen houdini type shit bro you but, gotta be houdini magic gotta be real if you could just oh my instant goodness. boom 20 tons of cocaine on Ever because i don't even know it's just one of those i don't again i don't like to assume that everybody's partaking in shit because i'm the type of person that and I know me and a few more of my friends that have this way of thinking, we want to be rich. We don't look at money as a negative thing. We understand how power can change people and things like that. But we want to be rich because of how much we can help people and the type of influence you can have to for good. And so if I want to be a billionaire one day, if I want to own businesses, if I want to own these companies that extend and reaches out internationally and have my reputation where people know how much money I have and things like that, I don't want people to assume that... I'm automatically tied in with the worst because that's genuinely impossible to who I am. I'd rather die before somebody tried to group me in with like criminals who are literally only perpetuating like bad shit going on in the world. I would never want to be tied with that. So I'm not going to assume that other individuals, even if all things point towards there, I'm not going to assume that off rip unless like there's like just hard evidence to where you can't even like ignore that they're and, into something. And I want to say something here too, just so I don't get grouped into some like the crazy side of like poor people. It's like, I don't think money is bad. No, 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 no. How to be a badass and making money by Jen Sincero. One of the big things they teach in there, by the of way. Of course. I don't think money is bad. And I think striving for money is not a negative thing at all. I just think that a large portion of the people that have unfortunately gotten to a certain level in the United States 
have not just the United States, the world, because you see this shit in a lot of our leaders in Nigeria. You see this shit in Europe, bro. This is every fucking where. The mm-hmm. Middle East going crazy with it. Asia going nuts with Civilly it. Trust me, nuts, like man. what? Like these motherfuckers are flying girls over to shit on them. Like some of these people have like really. We see what y'all are doing in Dubai, by the way. But anyways, some of these people have the weirdest habits and do the weirdest things because they have money and they're bored. Trust me, I get that. I don't think money is bad at all. I'm just saying that there's just been so many key pieces so i would never instantly assume people are bad Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying there's been so many key pieces of banks in the united states so many key pieces of like a company like amazon which we can get into the data gate shit we won't right now but so many key pieces because i still got that amazon prime account and i'm still loving it i'm loving it trust me i don't care if it's uh, if it's rooted in some bad i'm sorry if i'm a piece of shit you almost get to a point though just like do you want to align yourself with companies but at this point you have to to certain degrees you have to like learn what kind of a line you want to escape for your own if you look into parent companies Companies of a lot of y'all's favorite companies and then you look into the history of these parent companies there a lot of them are doing fuck shit you literally can't escape it in america if you want to be a regular member of society don't don't buy gas you know, you know <laughs> like don't drive your car and so it's just been something that i've i've factored in as a variable yes to not be surprised of but i won't say there's an automatic assumption yeah. it's just like i don't let myself be surprised because i've already kind of factored it in from you most can't be of naive companies. but at the same time it's like you can't automatically hate but i know what you mean and so taking that i wanted to go ahead and say because we talked about a couple of people that have been locked up i wanted to give a big shout out to the father of this generation and one of the greatest figures in hip-hop and music history in general being released from jail in the last couple days my boy big draco soldier boy is now back out on the streets i'm happy to see someone that is a forefather and a pioneer be back on the streets i really hope that he gets help with these drug habits and whatever was going on for him just because this is somebody that's a legend this is somebody that is the reason that your favorite artist is as big as they are and i want y'all to please pay respects to this man this man was rick rolling people on limewire <laughs> I will never understand that, but it's genius. But why? <laughs> and he actually got popping off of it. And what? YouTube, like, go figure. And so, just wanted to give the side note there. And um, damn, we really got through first artist to post their songs and uh, videos, or whatever, on YouTube. Um, oh, there was another thing I wanted us to talk about. Did you see the Jermaine Dupri stuff? No, but but I'll give background anyway, so that the listeners will understand. All right, Jermaine Dupri is one of the biggest legends in hip-hop history unironically even though i say unironically because of my tangent about soldier boy i truly believe that soldier boy and ray j are the two biggest pieces in pop culture history period but no one thinks i'm serious about that so i'll throw in the unironically but ray j and soldier boy you could really tie anything to anyways that being said jermaine dupree was on This goes back about expectations that you have for legends, like as I was talking about earlier. It's like you shouldn't have any expectations, but I I am someone that I'm not going to want to speak on something if I'm just dangerously misinformed. Like I just would rather... I just would rather admit, you know, just let my pride go and admit that I don't know rather than looking stupid. Mm -hmm. So Jermaine Dupri was on an interview... And they were asking him about like the current state of female rap, etc. And he and, like his favorites and all of that. And he didn't say he had any favorites. And he kind of just shat on female rappers saying like nobody's really out there rapping. Like I, there's none of them that really try to be the best. None of them are really spitting. Like it's just a bunch of... I don't of feel sp- like you have to try and be the best, but there are girls that but, are killing And he said... Know, right? and, no, no, hold on. We'll get to that. Trust me. And he basically, for lack of better words, said they're... they're Oh, no, no, not less, lack of better words. I'm directly quoting. Seen that. He yeah, said yeah, yeah. they're just a bunch of strippers rapping at this point. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, my God. And dude. I've just never seen someone, 
Like, there's a lot of people that look stupid in their own industries, and there's a lot of legends that look stupid in their own industries. But I've never seen a legend look this stupid in their own industry, especially when the game is being carried by women at this point. You, you ever ask? You ever <laughs> ask though for someone to have a thought like that? What does his life consist of? And I'm not saying that and like he's just a sad dude sitting in the wall. Like literally on his day to day, what does his life consist of? Does he just? Does he not have access to the internet? how does he not see females rapping is he literally just like chilling in strip clubs with like maybe like strippers in there that are trying to rap to him and get on or something like what does his life consist of to where he's just blissfully unaware of individuals like a TRY or like a no-name gypsy you know what I mean bro it's like, just like this man is just dangerously dangerously misinformed it's just kind of going back to the DJ Khaled thing even though DJ Khaled has become one of the dinosaurs he talked about but it's like Becoming so old and disconnected in your own industry and still trying to keep retain control in it to where you make bad decisions and you say dumb things because you really don't know what's going on. That's why I think literally an exec, like someone that is 40, 50, 60 years old in the music industry that owns something and is just a leader of whatever, a big executive, yeah. if his game plan was like, I'm going to get 10 20-year-olds, 10 18 to 25-year-olds, and I'm going to let them make my decisions for me. He would probably run the industry way better than these 67-year-olds do now. Literally just a game plan like that. Because those are people that are still on the internet. Those are people that are have their ears to the ground and see what's going on. But they don't do that. Dude, I swear when I was 19, I could have done a better job than a lot of these old Bro, kids. exactly. And it's like... There's dumb load. And there. it's kind of like... And it's because, A, let's just, let's just talk our shit about the dudes. Bro, y'all know how much I love street rap. Y'all know how much I love um, gutter music. Bro, if we're going to say that all women are rapping about the same thing... Name five of the top rappers in hip-hop, not including a Drake, right? No, five of the most radio-played rappers in hip-hop, not including a Drake, who still makes a lot of these references. That isn't talking about pussy. That isn't talking about wow. fucking girls a or fucking down girls. Their money. They're talking about their money or talking about coming from the same struggle that the rest of the rappers all came from. Y'all niggas didn't all come from the same hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, we're talking about gangbang. Just really, the name of the top ones. You can't. The top radio played one. So if you look at the females, and you're saying, oh, all they talk about is pussy. All they talk about is stripping. Dog, Melly was talking about this on Instagram. She was like, here's a, she inserted a clip of when she first came into the game. It was her just rapping, just spitting bars. She said, this is what I tried to come into the game with. Y'all blew up me talking about like sucking dick and y'all talking about like me talking about my pussy and shit because all the execs all the people in hip-hop said that's the only thing that's gonna work that's what's you know like cardi b when cardi b came into the game bro nobody knows about her two mixtapes before bodak yellow like literally cardi b was just rapping rapping like don't get me wrong she was talking about her experience at the end of the day she was a stripper rapping but it was just like her focusing on bars and rapping and then she blew up and then it was like Put my pussy but, on. But is this not almost like a good thing for you to see? Because like artists can get kind of keen now to okay, like these people really don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and they're only they only want to market a certain side like us. So that's the only thing that we end up we end up thinking that we need them to do that to get us popping. At the end of the day, like I'm not trying to be on my shit, you know, because chance has been on whatever. But at the end of the day, cut out the fucking middleman. At the end of the day, learn how to market yourself and what you want to market so that you can grow your own following or at least do it in a way that you can be proud of the product that you're putting out instead of feeling like you got to put yourself in a box to fit these dinosaurs' ideas of what you should be 
And when, when majority of people don't even really want to see you for that. They just want to see you, but they don't even see you yet. And while I completely agree with you, because that's on some Nipsey shit, which is staying true to your sh- shit, staying true just to yourself, make them see you. and just make them see you eventually, you do have to understand the psychological implications and like the psychology behind it, which is why the industry remains how it's remained. Because if you take nine, if you take ten, right? If you take 10 kids from the hood, which struggle creates the greatest creativity. That's why a lot of the people that are struggling are the ones that make the best music, just being real. And so you take 10 kids from the hood, you offer all 10 of them a million dollars right now for them to just rap like you want them to rap. And then you know that their mom that just works 74 jobs can't work. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the struggle they've been going through can be solved in a day. It's not the smart thing, but eight out of 10 of them are taking it. And I say eight strongly. It might be nine out of 10 of them are taking it because that one, that Nipsey, you know what I'm saying? That is just like, I'm a, I'm a hustle and I'm gonna figure it out. You gotta just, you gotta, he reached that reward. He reached that reward 10 years later. Because it took Nipsey Hussle 10 years before he got to the forefront of hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? But he was respected by everyone by that point because everybody in the industry, you can't help because he was making them see him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere and if you were even a bit of part of hip-hop, you knew who Nipsey Hussle was. Mm-hmm. But it took a while for him to get there. And a lot of people don't realize the patience it takes. But going back to women, because I don't want to take this away from women and I want to make sure to give women their big ups here, like an Onicha, like that... Um, She's a bigger girl, the dark-skinned one that has the braids, that has big Twitter videos of spitting. She could wrap her ass off. Tierra Whack, No Name, Gypsy, Melly, like, people. Dreezy can fucking spit. Like, fucking, there's so many good female rappers out there. I can go on and on because women are running the game right now. Like, I think men should be horror. I think the reason a lot of these sensitive-ass comments are coming out is men are, men are low-key fucking scared of the fact that it's the women takeover. Do you think, Cause, okay, because hear me out though. Bro, do you really think men are scared or like certain men are scared? Because I'm telling you, like, I think most young people don't give a fuck, right? Bro, you have to understand that these generalizations don't encompass a me, don't encompass a you, don't encompass most of the young people. Yeah. But most of the young people are listeners. We're not in it yet. We're going to get to a point where we revolutionize and we take this mm-hmm. shit up. I'm, te- I'm talking about everybody with some sort of level of pull. And at the end of the day, at us as men are naive. We are naive because a lot of young people do give a fuck as a go. Like us as men are naive to not talk about male sensitivity. Because men, we even see this shit in soccer. The Women's World Cup, these women have won four World Cups. And you still get half of the arguments online from young people being talking about like the shut up with the comparisons to the men's Shut up with this, shut up with that. It's because male ego is fragile. Because hear me out. Cause hear they me hate out. seeing women in their industry. Because hear me out. And I'm open to have my perspective change and everything because that's where it all comes from. And it's not like I'm trying to say like people aren't like that or there. A, the generalization is all right when you're trying to talk on a certain thing, but we're trying to break it more down to like this specific industry. So I'm trying to understand which men we're talking about because I know when I see like we'll, we'll take it into like a sports perspective, like you said, like basketball, let's say that and like women's basketball and guys basketball you know, or like men's basketball. I notice younger players like around our, our age and whatnot that I know or, or that played in like high school, college, whatever, and we're actually playing it but uh, still young people had some of the most respect for like the women's side of it that I've seen out of people in general. But then it was the people our age that didn't play basketball or weren't involved in it at all that also shit on it a lot. But then you get into like the older people 
the ones that you know, were like the spectators of it and stuff again it was like almost the same thing like as this, you go up i see so like I, when i'm on wait hear me, hear me though because i want to transition though because going to the industry side of it for music it's i have the perspective in my mind and it's like also i don't know so i'm just wondering is it not the same thing because i feel like a lot of younger artists when you hear them talk about uh, female artists and whatnot they only have like respect for them is it not almost the same thing i'm seeing in the sports side of it to the music side and so let me break it down for you okay there's something you have to realize about the male ego right yes we've gotten to a point where a lot of younger people are more accepting and more pushing for their women right until it touches them and the reason i say that is because it's easy for all of the 18 to 20 something year old male basketball players to talk about all the women killing it because the lowest paid male basketball players in the upper echelon for women basketball. But hip hop is different. Hip hop is different. And I'm not going to say names because we may not be known yet, but A, you know the faith I have in this podcast and I know that you have in this podcast, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of young people, a lot of young rappers out there saying the same shit that JD was saying about female rappers themselves and i'm talking about young prominent people people i can start naming that i'll probably tell you after the podcast you know for better understanding mm -hmm. that are really saying the same thing about these women don't be talking about shit they just be rapping about the same stupid shit talking about these niggas that are tricks okay blah 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 so like it's, maybe it's just the artists i listen to no i could sure. be jaded because so i i just was giving my perspective on the things that i've seen and right. i could be ignorant of course but at the same time but, it's like you have to propose the thought process you have to you know and without cutting me off just so i can like get that off a little bit the reason I understand where your perspective is coming from, because the artists you do listen to are a little bit more open-minded open because of the fact that they're a little bit more artsy, creative, like that kind of artist. And it's not really more of like the people that I'm talking about that are running this industry at the moment. Like I'm talking about running this industry at this very moment. And so, at least radio-wise, radio-wise. And so if you think about the artists that get the most radio play and like, we're not going to keep going down because then names are going to names are going to become very apparent here. But I understand your perspective and I agree with your perspective 100%. But I don't want to undermine it a little bit, at least on our platform too, because I think it's important to point out because dudes need to hear shit like this. Dudes have to hear shit like this so that they realize the gravity of it. In reality, in reality, we are entering a space where I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if they're going to let it happen because of how people's egos are. But we're entering a space where the money could be split 50-50, if not 60-40 for girls, towards women. Because women are coming in in droves now. And they're all talented. It's a lot of talented women. Like, the percentage of talented women to me is higher than the percentage of talented males from the pool of artists in the industry. Like, let's say, like, 10% of the rappers right now are women. I'd say, like, 5 out of 10 of them are talented. 90% of them are males. That's a lot lower percentage that are talented for men to me. Because like I said, to me, I believe art comes from struggle, right? Art comes from creativity, yes. And art comes from pain. And art comes from love, too. It comes from all passions. It comes from all emotions. Who's more, more marginalized on this planet than women? So, why, so when these women start like just freestyling in a mirror... When these women be in the car freestyle, like half of those car freestyle videos I see now are all women. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm happy. Like, we'll take it back from the fragile male ego and go back to, at least in a positive light, 
some of the some of the, the dope shit I've seen that's come from this incident. Because Jermaine Dupree, he said that we're going to do like a... He came back the next day on exactly like what men do, which is try to make it about them, even though it's nothing to do with them, the bullshit that they did. Because, you know, he is uh, so-so deaf, right? Mm. And so he said, we're going to do a so-so deaf female cypher so I can be introduced to some of the five females out there. Bro, I hope no prominent women rap in that cypher. I hope they really tell this nigga to suck a dick and then make their own shit. Because on IG for that next two days, bro, all I saw was all of these women posting and talking about other women and trying to bring them up and bring them to the forefront. The names I saw, Cardi B put out a list. The names I saw her listing, a lot of them went down to like a fucking no name. You know what I'm saying? Like an independent small artist, Mm -hmm. you know? First off, could we be doing exactly what Jermaine Dupree wanted right now? Not all, all publicity is good publicity. For sure. At the end of the day, what if he knew exactly? At the end of the that's, that's where my, that's where the first thing I said came from. He had to be living under a rock because you don't have access to the internet. It just doesn't make sense. But I feel like he really just said this to maybe get a ruse out of people and to honestly make himself relevant again. No, 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 no. It's just because music is one of those industries that old people lose relevance to the youth and like social media. Maybe he wanted that pop. But they were forever relevant in that industry. Mm-hmm. And so... Obviously, I'm an inner working, but I'm saying to, like, mainstream, like, right now. Like, I need my name. I need I need whatever. You don't even know what kind of moves. He might be trying to set up a business right now or doing something. What if he's really just trying to get that hard publicity right now? And for sure. And I want to go ahead and use my platform, you know, our platform, mm-hmm. to say we're okay. not we're not dumb to that. We know yeah. that people do some weird shit like That's that. That's what I'm saying. Let's point but it out. I want to take whatever... I want to take... Jermaine Dupree's bullshit. I want to take the dumbass shit he said, and I want to use it as this moment that we've taken on this podcast mm-hmm. and we've done for most of this to uplift women. Yeah, because we have to keep uplifting yeah. women. All marginalized pieces, whether it be women and men, whether it be black and white, or white in every other fucking race, because <laughs> everyone's marginalized compared to whites. It's like those people that are allies with you, that are a part mm-hmm. of the majority, a part of the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Those help push things. Notice, gay people didn't get their marriage rights. The LGBT community, sorry, I don't want to just say gay people, but they didn't get the marriage rights until 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 heterosexual people were militarized at this point. We were ready to say, this is fucked up. So, what I'm saying is, I get that, and you made a point that I just wanted to elaborate on with the fact that, you know, he said his, oh, this so-so-so-deaf, like, cypher and whatnot, and that's where, like, kind of stuck in my mind. I was like, wait, this nigga was making a ploy this whole time. Like, you're trying to do some shit after to capitalize off of, like, this. No, that's perfect. Like, at the end of the day, you know, fuck that nigga. But it's cool, actually. You know, make, what? Let's I, make some ciphers. You know what? Let's, say, let's get some shit popping, because that would be dope. But do it with niggas that support you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or <laughs> do it with yourself. Or, <laughs> you know what would be hilarious? If Meg the Stallion, if Rico Nasty, if Tierra Whack and a bunch of these women Rico still came, scares me. It, Rico is awesome. I wanted to punch <laughs> me in the face awesome. so bad. Still scares me. I wanted to punch me in the face. You see so her double XL cipher? Yes, it was Fire. horrifying. Still but scares it was me. awesome at the same time. But I want all of these women to go to the So-So Def Cypher, actually, and I want them to pull a fucking double XL Cypher with DJ Drama, where this nigga was saying, who the fuck picked this little sorry-ass beat, and DJ Drama, who clearly picked the beat, is right behind and him. Like, I want Jermaine Dupri to be at the Cypher, and everybody's verse to be shitting on men who discredit, discount, and undermine women. I'm honestly thinking, like, the platform that'd be cool to do it on, because, I don't know, like, honestly, there's probably somebody out there that could string this shit together. You think Jermaine Dupree would unplug it right there? First off, it's over. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting this out. <laughs> Y'all stink. <laughs> I'm trying to see that lyrical lemonade and women's collab or some shit. 
Well, we've talked for a good point, on, to be honest, on like real relevant shit. So now this is the point of the podcast where I say, anybody who doesn't care about sports. No, no, no. Are you fucking stupid? What? You forgot the oh, most we forgot the most thing. important fucking part. I just say, nigga, we're not going to let this just go because I'm passionate about this shit. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life, by the way. All right, let's just go ahead and get into it. The Area 51 shit. Y'all all have been hearing about it. Over a million people at us of the time that we are recording this now, if you didn't know, have signed up on Facebook an event that is saying basically that they're going to storm Area 51 and find out all of the secrets the government is hiding. The Air Force has even gone out of their way to say that the United States advises people not to actually try to storm Area 51, but the U.S. Air Force is ready to protect the America and its assets. America and its assets. Primarily its assets. Look, oh, they don't give let a me f- let Ezgo get his shit off about this. Look, because fuck, well, let me just say my piece real quick, actually, because you have most of it to say. Y'all are fucking dumb. I understand it's a meme. Please, no one go lose your life over some stupid shit like this. Thank you. No. Be ready to stand about what you talk about. Like, I know a million people signed up. I don't even expect a million people to show up. Even if 1% of y'all do. Even if left than, less than 1%, but even a 1,000 people do, you better storm that shit. You can't make it this big of a deal and not do it. At the end of the day, I feel like our government's getting to the point and not even just our government, us as a society, even though we have advents like the internet and, you know, information flying here and there, but we don't even know how much that gets censored and things. I feel like we as a people need to take a stand to understanding and having more access to what's truly going on. And while I understand that certain individuals shouldn't be privy to have all the information that's out there, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because what, what's going to happen one day when we're all just chilling then all of a sudden you see a spaceship blast off and there goes Obama, Elon Musk, and like Putin or some shit to Mars to restart, you know, human civilization out there because the earth was really failing and no one was letting us know the full extent of it. We didn't need to know certain things. And I'm not saying I'm about to lose my life over it, but to the brave individuals that are really out here (laughs) going to go storm Area 51, I salute you. Your troops salute you from the back lines, the back lines of Georgia, because I'm not coming out there. But again, whoever is going out there, go charge... Full steam ahead. I support you. Please. I'm, I'm begging you guys to disregard everything he just said. Like, I think, I don't know if this is a credible source, whatever. I just read somewhere that the last person to storm Area 51 was in February of 2019, and he got immediately gunned down. That was one person. If there's a crowd of you guys, they're just going to act like a mine accidentally went off because Area 51 is a testing site for futuristic military equipment. They're going to act like a mine or something went off. They're going to blow these niggas up, and then they're just going to release a little short statement, and we're going to just get tinfoil theorists for the next 10 years, and no one's going to do anything. And a and B about that. So first, there's no way the government is just going to get away with killing thousands of Americans. That's impossible. Impossible, especially in this day and age. Now, people are really going to be in, like, people are really going to pull up their fucking guns and just, like, really go on some revolution type shit. They're not going to let that go. B, realistically speaking, I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where, like, this can happen because... The government's just going to expand their perimeter and really not even going to let individuals even come close. How are they going to organize this? On that Facebook page, like, people aren't, like, the government hasn't been watching it. How are they really going to, like, that day they're just going to start theorizing what to do or whatever? Like, no, they're going to shut this shit down for real. But if it actually does happen, try and play it out. The funniest meme I saw that had to do with this shit, to be completely honest, was, like, imagining you're an Uber driver around there 
and then you accept a ride, you know, obviously you're trying to make your money. You go pick someone up and you see the destinations area. <laughs> you, oh my you cancel the ride. For sure. Or do you see that surge is going crazy and you just drive over there. What are the rates looking like? It's like when they're having to build the wall meet. It's like build the wall for four hundred something dollars an hour. These these people might be able to call me nigger. Like for four hundred something dollars an hour, I might be out there <laughs> eight hours a day. What I'm getting paid? You said I'm building the wall and I'm taking it down. <laughs> I'm building the wall, but I'm definitely building. I'm definitely you know for all of my Latin homies, you're definitely having little holes and faults in the wall that I'm gonna yeah. let them know about. I'm just letting y'all know if y'all hire me, I'm sabotaging, but I will do it. Yeah, I might be I might be Harriet Tubman with this. this wall is built. I'm building it, and I'm, oh my, imagine the industry of smuggling people into the country through the wall. You imagine the coin you can get off that. That sounds fucked up, and genuinely these ideas I'm not going to go through with or even really Just in case the FBI through, agent you know is watching, we're not raising our eyebrows right now and joking, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all I have to say on that, I know. Bro, fuck you, dog. You're trying to get people killed. You're trying to encourage these I'm trying to get people kids. killed? Yes. They already made the Facebook page. <laughs> really, if anything, definitely bring out your children, too. Because there's no way the government's going to kill children. And if they kill children, you're fucked up, dude. You know what I'm saying? You think they care about killing kids? For bro. sure. They don't, though. Herbert Hoover was having the FBI kill babies. So actually, maybe not. But I'm saying people aren't letting that one slide. You know? Please, y'all. I'm begging you guys. I don't want anybody to go out to Area 51 and get yourselves killed for this stupid shit. I'm sad that in 2019, I have to sit here and plead. Plead that a mean Facebook Why? group. Why not, doesn't... though? Why not? Bro, we are in this point. Russell I'm not going right to delve too far deep. Because Wright and I sat, and he explained to me, which was a very smart realization, because he went into the, the most evil depths of the internet. So, like, Art of the Donald and, like, other places. That... <laughs> <laughs> And he went and tried to figure out how human beings could end up as fucked as they've become. And it's really just old people figuring out the internet for the first time. So what if there's a group of these old people, like really thousands of them, that really think that people are going to storm Area 51? Like people that have been theorizing in tinfoil theories. And they show up? They've been, show, they've been thinking about Area 51 since like the 70s, 80s, and then they show up. Oh, and then they show up? That's perfect, because the general election's coming up soon. So it's just which side do they lean on? That's the biggest question. Um... <laughs> Because if you told me old people were storming, we got to have this play out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, we got to hurry up the process. Get him out of here. <laughs> nah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, Russell Westbrook got traded to the fucking Rockets. That's perfect, dude. Because we're about to see... I saw uh, Samachi make it, uh, a little Instagram post. You're about to see the first team NBA history, NBA record, with a triple-double every single game. Every single game. <laughs> the funniest thing about this is they're about to be the greatest team we've ever seen make a second round exit in the playoff history. Do you think they're about to ever win a championship? No. One of those two? No. I feel like those players are almost impossible. There's a 1% chance. Not a 1%. I'll be realistic. There's a 13% chance that they swing their game plan and like their style of play together to where they can actually like be championship oriented and not trying to cheese. Because they're some of the cheesiest players I've ever seen. Some of the most exciting to watch. But James Harden and Russell Westbrook are two of the cheesiest players Let I've ever seen. Let me be real seen. with you. I think it's a higher percent chance that they're going to be able to mesh. I think they're about to surprise the world because no one thinks that they're going to be able to play together because they both demand like 90% usage. Russ for his triple-doubles and James mm -hmm. so that he could score over 30 a game. But anyways, like... That doesn't work in the playoffs, no, though. I, I think they're going to be able to mesh way better together than people think. But at the end of the day, I still think these niggas are our second-round exit. We're about to see an 80-win team that really goes out first round. 
<laughs> none of their shit ever works no, in the playoffs. I'm just going to say something to you. Dame hit the buzzer beater game winner versus the Rockets the first time. Dame hit the buzzer beater game winner versus the Thunder the second time. Oh my if Dame God. hits the buzzer beater game winner versus the Rockets with Harden and Westbrook on it, I think we're going to see the first NBA school shooting. <laughs> if I ever see a headline or some shit like Russell Westbrook commits suicide after like leaving like the playoffs, that'd be tragic. It'd be tragic. I'd be sad because I really do fuck with Brody. Like I love Russell Westbrook, no matter how people view him. I, 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 I really see, do like I him as a player. I'm not gonna lie. I'm losing no sleep if Harden doesn't win a ring ever. Don't care. Don't but care if Harden doesn't win a ring. Westbrook's one of those. that's like, damn, bro. Like at I some point, him. he's got to get like the Jason Kidd constellation. That's what I'm saying. I want him to get the prove people wrong. Already. Even like at some point down the line, this thing might be 36, you know, and he has no business to just on some bench. He had another triple double season out of nowhere off of the bench. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a biopic. <laughs> They're making sure. a movie after. For it. sure, for sure. It's like we got one more season. And you do? Are you sure you still want to be in the league? Talking to his manager. Find me a team, man. Find me a team. I can do it. I can do it. Just one more chance. It. Just I need one chance. Teams up with like Braun and uh, Brawny or something. <laughs> Braun's got his cyborg arm and leg at that point because the HGH has run out. So he's <laughs> Chris Paul's gonna somehow find his way. To uh, you see, so I predicted that you know obviously they're they're trying to rebuild, so they're not going to keep Chris Paul on the rock. Uh, I mean the Thunder, and you know according to Wash and leak sources or whatever, the OKC is trying to get rid of Chris Paul before he ever plays a game in an OKC jersey, and they're really just trying to see this rebuild come into full effect. If it was up to you, is there a specific team that you'd want to see Chris Paul land, or? I'm going to think you that something. there's even a team that it matters like or Chris Paul is just going to really a non-factor at this point in the league. I'm going to tell you what I think and I think that um wow, the Madden ratings just came out for the NFL and these niggas got where Drew Brees isn't he, is he on this list? Do, am I missing him? Wait, they have Big Ben, Dak. Oh, they're just not showing him yet. They're trying to figure out how to incorporate a 99 into Madden. Okay, I get it. I get it. He's a way, Brady's a 96 still old ass nigga. Anyways, oh, I'm sorry. Madden, NBA, and 2K, Madden, all of those games have the worst ratings sometimes I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Alvin Kamara got a 90 and Zeke got a 95. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara ran the league. There's, they they got a lot of popularity shit, but it's like, it's whatever. But at this point, that's not going to happen. And they love to hate the Saints, you know what I'm saying? They love to hate the Saints. You can't hate somebody that I'm has sure, all... Was that last man or the upcoming one? No, the this way. upcoming one. Oh, that's different. Bro. Oh, that's different. Bro. Drew Brees has all the quarterback records. All of them. Like, literally all of them. Wait, they really still got him rated under? That's, that's different. Okay. But, but yeah, where would you want to see Chris Paul end up? Anyways, yeah. Chris Paul, I'm going to be real with you. He's going to the Heat. As in, and that's what I want the Heat. The Heat is my number one choice for him because, because, I, as a New Orleans person, I remember seeing Chris Paul because he came to my elementary school, and I'll never forget that. He came and visited my elementary school when I was super young. He was like the king of New Orleans, all that shit. It was a big event. We all were in the auditorium. This nigga looked at me. I felt like I got. I feel. I felt like Chance when um, Kanye looked at him for the first time. I felt like I was never going to fail because Chris Paul was that nigga. That were we one of those broke schools that Chris Paul came to? Like other. The NBA thing players? is though, no. Like our now, school, I really think back to it, it's like, how did we get these players? Because we had football players and we stuff had, from too. We had NFL players. We had 
a couple NBA players. We had WWE people come. Like, that was the weirdest shit. We had pro wrestlers come to our fucking school. school. But anyway. You said they didn't have anything. <laughs> I'm saying, and that was the rich-ass school we went to. But when we went to fucking Hazel Park, we had these motherfuckers show up. And <laughs> But anyways... Um, and we weren't even like an inner city school. We were a suburb school. Like the inner city schools didn't even have niggas showing up. But um, that's sad. But anyways, um, I want him to go to Miami because I want him, the little New Orleans kid in me, even though you get sad when someone leaves your team and you show animosity, just like I don't like looking at Anthony Davis anymore. I need to unfollow him from IG since I still have it and I don't need to give that nigga my follow no more. But that being said, can't get my follow. I want him to go to Miami because Florida's a great state to retire. And I want him to at least have some nice beaches around while his team doesn't do anything and he doesn't win anything for the rest of his life. I just want some nice beaches I and some this, tranquil I, happiness. I know this is and a weird Wade's house to be relatively close so he can see the home. This is a really random pivot, but I, I kind of I get tired of, you know, you don't even realize you're doing it. But I kind of get tired of individuals throwing these NBA players who are retiring into like the real, real life, like real people <laughs> retirement age. Talk about their way for them to just go with their, and waste their, throw their lives away or whatever. And like, I said, go to like Florida, like he's gonna be in a wheelchair <laughs> for how long? It's been thirty something at the end of the day. <laughs> like, why are we talking about him like he's on his deathbed, bro? But Florida, why do you? Hey, if people haven't peeped, why all of the Republicans yeah. moved to the same states is because states like Florida, states like Texas, they have low income tax on, they have low taxes on businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, the rich want to keep their money, so they go to states like this. Why do you think a liberal ass state like California has some of the most fucked taxes? So, like Lakers players and players of that nature, you'll see their net worths being like a lot lower than those contracts you saw because <laughs> they're not getting it all. But you go to like a Florida, he's gonna get most of that fucking money. Just like Russell Westbrook's about to get most of that money now on the Heat. Those are two of the worst contracts in the NBA at the moment. And it's not no, like it's not like I did. It's not like I didn't want them to get paid because I love seeing black people get paid. It's just like there was no business that Chris Paul in his third year needs to make forty two million dollars. You know what I'm saying? When he's in his mid thirties, you know, not just, sure. they they were paying him way too much money. He got he cheesed that one. Somehow. Yeah, his fucking agent is an all star. All of y'all need to start calling Chris Paul's agent. You think that they might need to like honestly make an all star game for some of the agents? <laughs> <laughs> some of these agents deserve. They an gotta start giving game. the award at the end of the for year for sure. For sure. I think really. No, the NBA, the NBA genuinely hates these agents at this point. Has sure. to. Especially money, like all the tampering and shit. Like they're, they're really trying to crack down on them. Like there's no way they'll ever recognize them for anything. And they're robbing they teams. Them. They're they robbing their teams. That Shout out to the NBA lockout. I know, honestly. The lockout year was one of the most fun years in the NBA, though. Seeing niggas like Braun and Kobe playing the Drew League, because those are players that you know don't talk to peasants if they don't have there's to. There's no, he has no business. Seeing KD drop 66 on Rutgers. That no business game, <laughs> and they were there just cut. Like that was a moment. And I know we got less NBA basketball, but thankfully the the Bobcats needed less NBA basketball. Oh. I think oh. they, they had single digit wins that year. We're not gonna talk about it, but I know lack of a, some part of the season. I don't think they would have really broken it, but it's like I don't want to pivot too much. But hopefully we see that same thing happen in football because I feel like it's gonna make for more exciting football when players feel like they can give more to the sport because they're getting paid more. And this, even though they're already giving their li life and limb. Bro, it's like this football coming out with brain damage. Football is a about. sport that has pivoted so much in like safety for all positions. All positions are so much more safe now, except for one. And those are the positions acting out now and standing mm -hmm. up for themselves, which is the running back. Because essentially, a running back is a position you can't make more safe because that is a human that is choosing to run into Goliaths yeah. on purpose. You on know, purpose. so of course they want guaranteed money. It's like. 
like the dude, I forgot what his name was. It was a pretty prominent player or whatever that he said, you know what? Fuck it. He got mad and he was like, I'm just going to play for my team. I'm not going to let my team down. And literally the Leon first... Bell or Melvin Gordon? Um, no, no, no. I'm talking about the Seahawks player. And the first game he came back and he played for his team, he got injured that game. It's the NFL has the lowest guaranteed money. And these people, once they get injured, become nothing to you. If you're going to treat us like slaves, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to treat us just like dials on a board, then we want to be paid. But it was the most watched sport at a point. Like you almost have to ask yourself in America, obviously not the world, but you obviously have to ask yourself at a point, like how much do you put up with before like players come together and just unionize type shit? Because it took all Kobe, you know, it took a LeBron, it took all these like I understand, like, people in a conversation for greatest of all time in their sports saying we're not even going to play for part of a season as individuals whose lives are basketball. Like, you know how much Kobe Bryant loves basketball. Bro, they decide, really, they to, love to, basketball. To decide that I don't want to play for a bit of a season. I'm not going to play indefinitely until they change this shit. And the NFL has one of the worst business models for that because the people at the forefront of basketball at the end of the day are usually black people, right? They're usually people going... Who are the biggest positions in football? The people, ones that people ever know about. QBs. Like, um, I mean, Tom Brady shakes hands and loves his man Trump. You know what I'm saying? And no one can do anything about it. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you fall on. That's not the key point about this. But it's just like, you are outwardly representing somebody that outwardly dislikes a whole community which is most of the people that play in your sport mm -hmm. these are the your these are this is your line this is your receiver these are the people that are making you look as good as you look right and so <laughs> if that can happen and no one gives a fuck then you think players like a Brady who is needed to step out are really going to step out? Like, uh, even if we go down to Drew Brees, like, let me Brees say this. won't step out either. I don't, I think it's going to take like a four, about a four year. I think it's going to take certain people transitioning out of the sport because you're going to get into younger, like more exciting, again, younger QBs who have carry the same type of excitement, whatever, that are more with the, okay, like we need to make a change mentality and they're going you know who's, to it's change funny? things. The one player that stood up as a QB was fucking, I mean, obviously other than Cap, but he lost his job because of it. You saw that. But I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers has made some comments, but like low, on the low. Because at the, it was just like you were talking about last week with like fear for your job, fear for security, fear for that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Because even an Aaron Rodgers, who is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game, right? They will cut him. You know what I'm saying? Like, at, the cog is ran so tightly, they don't give a shit about you. But it takes a group of them. It didn't take just like a Kobe. Yeah, it took Kobe it took, a few players. That's what I'm saying. Like, it took um, pe multiple people in an all-time great conversation, a Kobe, a LeBron, a Durant type, to literally say, we're not playing basketball for so you. So how many you know people in the NFL, though, can you even name that's five like, right now that would stop if they had to? The thing is, I feel like, obviously, no one's going to be like a Kaepernick. That's just going to be like, I'm just going to start doing it, making a change now regardless. But I think a lot more people than you would think will surprise you when they see more people already, like, trying to do it with each other. So, like, A, they have to, I don't know, that group means got to be under, like, lock and key, you know? I don't I know. I think it needs one. They can't let a lot of people get it to. I think it like, needs oh. one big cog, like, one big cog to move it. Just like, like I don't want to go too deep on the tinfoil shit with hip-hop, but just like I think... All of this stuff that the smaller artists... If Tom Brady did it, then probably. Bro, if, that's what Tom I'm Brady saying. It takes, it takes a cog like that. And not even like a kind of dislike cog. Because even though Drew Brees has all of the fucking QB records, who is in there? They talk about Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers more than they talk about Drew Brees. They just started talking about Drew Brees more, and he's on the tail end of his career. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They clearly did not like this man. Mm -hmm. You know? And so...
it's like if Drew Brees stepped up, he's not going to because Drew Brees, I, even though I love him with all my heart, I put him still in that same category as like a Tom Brady when it comes to mentality of like the, I want to keep my flag and like keep my this, keep my that. Even though Drew Brees' sons are about to end up niggas, bro. Like they, they're growing up in the funniest NFL time where they love all of the blackest of black fucking athletes. His oldest son be fucking doing their little dances. Bro, I can't, I can't wait for the disarray at the Brees family dinner when the oldest son comes back with a black girlfriend. Look, Look, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, none of them can say shit. That family has all your money. I take that back because I really have no clue, especially with families like that because the dad was already like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they already been doing like their thing. So I think they're chilling though. I think no, I'm just, this is all jokes, but that was good. That was good. You know, I had a, we've been having some great pods. It's, it hasn't been reflecting as much to be honest, but we've been having some great pods. Hey man, I'm pretty sure Jake Cole, like... For real, like I don't feel like Schoolboy Q for a second. Whoever you're talking about giving those fake plays out there, man, put us on. Put well, yeah, we gotta on. find the stream farms, dog. We gotta <laughs> find the stream farms, dog. We need it. I need it. Nah, I'd rather have two genuine listeners than five, which three of which are fake. Because anyway. everyone who's a real listener out there, thank you for tuning into the podcast weekly. We're gonna make this like a YouTube exit. All right, everybody. So like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. Oh, um, no. Tell them all of your friends. I'm throwing hey, up man. the deuces. I need y'all to smash that motherfucking like button. Smash that motherfucking like button. You hear me? <laughs> for 10 likes this week. Let's get it. <laughs> all right. Well, love you guys. My name is Chuka. My name is Ezigo. And this is the Off Space. Space, yeah. space, space. Uh, Bitch, you better praise God or I'm a shooting. That's on God. I ain't playing with my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. <laughs>